Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, the weekly podcast about what two pastors are learning in the trenches of church revitalization in Nowhere, USA. My name is Matt Hensley, the pastor of May Hill Baptist Church in May Hill, New Mexico, and I'm joined as always by Kyle Bierman, pastor of First Baptist Church of Alamogordo, New Mexico, and director of replanter development for the North American Mission Board. You didn't throw in your oh, LifeWay. Yeah, I'm the managing editor of LifeWay Pastors, yes. a division of facts and trends. And you know what else LifeWay Pastors is a division of? LifeWay. LifeWay. Oh, okay. And you know what LifeWay is a part of? The Southern Baptist Convention. This is true. And there happens to be an official word of God of the SBC. The CSB. Oh, yes. You can't spell the SBC without the CSB, and uh, we are grateful for our partnership with the Christian Standard Bible, a uh, word of God that blends readability and accuracy the best way possible. We encourage you to check it out at csbible.com after the show. Yeah. Kyle, what are we talking about today? Well, no, 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 no. How's your family? We're, we're I'm sincerely well, interested to know, well, how is the Beerman clan? We are, uh, well, at the moment we're all sick, so that's that, that's what we're wrestling with, colds and... That's why I'm wearing a hazmat suit. Yeah, colds and sinus infections and tis the season, <coughs> so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, but other than that, we're good. We're, um, as we're recording this, we're gearing up for Narnia, which I think we talked about last yes, time here. And nobody cares. We're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're a week away from, from that being... Um, completed. So yeah, you're looking forward to that. And uh, so he's the beaver, Mr. Beaver. And yep. she is, uh, she is an evil Narnia. <laughs> Perfect. Um, she, I, I will argue that she was in no way typecast for that. Not at all. Not, not, at, not all. at all. They saw she was homeschooled and said, <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. Yep. So uh, our family is doing well. Band is going well. Uh, cool. That's her only B uh, because she was late twice. You, you can mess up bad. In the band grade, when and, you are late, and and was that? Now I w- I would point out that uh, Cadence is in the seventh grade, right? She doesn't drive and, and has no has no vehicle. <laughs> you see, what happened was <laughs> what Rebecca, it was was <laughs> Rebecca drives like you. That is, you legally. mean I say legally according to the speed righteously. limit? Righteously, <laughs> she honors the uh, leaders of the land, the laws yes. of the land, and she drives the speed limit, really not a mile per hour over. Okay. Uh, the spouse in the relationship there does not. He <laughs> typically drives about 95 on that road. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, she was driving that morning. So couple the fact that she drives slow, or the speed limit, however you want to look at that, with the fact we got behind a truck. Oh, yeah. And she is, like, scared to death yeah. of passing anybody on that road, even if, I mean, nobody's coming. Uh, she still will not. And so yeah. we pulled in right at 9 o'clock. And, Kyle, if you are not 15 minutes early. You are 15 minutes late. Yep. yep. And uh, so, so anyway, she was late uh, two times and uh, got a B so far. So Man. other than that, she's got all A's and the rest of the girls are great. Uh, and uh, because my family actually wants this book to do well, they've been <laughs> recording some videos for yeah. us to spread the word, and, and that's what we're talking about today, right? We are. Is the, uh, the book. Two. And we've learned everything that we've written in so, this book that's right. from Southwestern Baptist oh. Theological Seminary. Of course, I can't say that as far as a we, right. because uh, 
you weren't smart enough to uh, go there. But uh, but no, at Southwestern, uh, they blend readability and accurate No, They uh, are the crown jewel of the SBC and are doing a wonderful job training up missionaries, ministers, uh, pastor wives, and, and so forth to advance the kingdom literally all over the globe because the sun never sets on Southwestern. Baptist Theological oh, Seminary, yeah. nor does it set on not another Baptist podcast. That's right. There you go. Podcast. Yeah. So, so here's my question. All right. So we released this book uh, as this goes live a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Right? And I think it sold and two. We your were, mom bought one. Yes. My mom that's right. bought one. We, so here's my question. Over that weekend, we were the number one new release. Does that mean we get to claim that we are best-selling authors? I don't know the rules. Okay. But it's kind of like it goes back to my waffle streak. Okay. Because it's not recognized by Guinness Book of World Records, okay. I feel like I automatically have it. Okay. So yeah, we we were best-selling I, authors for a weekend. Yeah. So and, so that makes us best-selling authors. Are you putting right? that on your resume? Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I mean, you'll put the doctor on it. So I mean, <laughs> what's the difference? Yes, I will. They're both as real. <laughs> My word. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, so, Kyle. I have so many comments on about that. But we are grateful to, and, and by the way, I also learned that we've been mispronouncing this, so I'm going to say it correctly. We are grateful to Acoma Press. Thank you. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm from West Acoma Texas. is what you said. It is what I We're said. We're grateful it's, for Acoma giving us this chance to write this yes. little book about these podunk towns. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my, my West Texas accent does betray me occasionally, and, and it did when I pronounced it. Acoma. So yeah. it is. I thought you were going to say rural. Because <laughs> oh, no. no, I can't say unlike, rural. Unlike you and Jonathan Howe, I can say rural just fine. Yeah, rural. 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 Did you, did rural. you, did you hear Cadence so, try it? Rural. No. <laughs> <laughs> By replanting rural. <laughs> See? See the the trick is, and 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 you know when you're from West Texas, it's easy because you just everything comes out with a drawl, right? Yeah. So it's so it's you know replanting rural churches, right? Rural, rural. You just rural. rural. replanting rural churches. Rural churches. Nobody knows. Yeah. So so we are we are talking about preaching in a rural church yeah. today, otherwise known as Chapter Two of the book. Yeah, and so we're kind of walking through that because you know if you're replanting a church, probably whether it's urban, yep. uh, mega. Uh, tiny, middle of nowhere, so I don't have to say rural again. Oh. Uh, you, you're going to be preaching, yeah. So uh, we might as well make the best of it. Uh, what? So, oh, hey, cadence. <laughs> Sorry, I have ADD, y'all. I walked by her room the other day, and she is like in side-splitting laughter, and she was reading this book. Oh, and there's something I think it is in uh, Mark Clifton's foreword, or or whatever. Uh, something about pull up your big boy britches or something like okay. that. She just thought that was the funniest thing ever. I was like, oh, it's only going to get worse from there. That was the best part of the book was Mark Clifton. That's right. Yeah, it's all downhill after that. <laughs> Once we start writing. Those two pages peak and then it's it's all but over. Yeah, when, when you're coming into a church, uh, apart from a brand new one, and even that, I'll, I'll have a uh, you know disclaimer, but when you're when you're coming into a church, whether it's 10 years old or 100 years old, uh, you're coming into a church with some baggage, yeah. one way or another. It could you could have had Adrian Rogers at your church preaching, you know, fire every Sunday, you know, doing a great job, yeah. or you might have had a few years of a dry spell, uh, maybe not so good, and you've had maybe splits. You've had pastors leaving on good terms, pastors leaving on bad terms, yeah. and so as you come in, 
they're they're already trying to figure out is this guy like is this our pastor or is this just going to be kind of the hired hand for a little bit and then yeah. move move on yeah. and and you really have a chance to lay down some roots first with some of your preaching because before you'll ever get into each and every one of their homes to get to know them what you need to do and and we talk about that a little in the staying part uh, but you you get to address all of them when you come together for gathered worship yeah. So it's a great opportunity when, when you talk about preaching in a rural uh, church that you kind of get to address some of that uh, baggage and some of the things that you have dealt with. Uh, but when you come in and you realize that maybe uh, the preacher before you wasn't necessarily uh, Adrian Rogers or Jerry Vines or whoever it might be, um, that you realize maybe they're in a dry spell, you have to decide from day one that that's, that's going to stop. Yeah. That from, from the beginning... You're going to stake your ministry on the faithful preaching of God's Word. You can work through some of the programs and all that kind of stuff over, over time, uh, but it's going to be difficult to, to grow kind of beyond your faithful preaching of the Word. Yeah. And, uh, and so, Kyle, what do you think? Yeah, I... And, and I was just reading through kind of the, the practical points that we You didn't we, read this part, did that you? Because this one, I, <laughs> I read it. Um, but but I, was, I was just thinking through... You know, because we at the end of every chapter we did practical points, right? For for whatever, and um, I, I was just glancing through those, and your, you know, just the way that you talked about how to how to prep, right? Get up early. Um, now, now you are kind of famous or, or infamous for uh, getting up around what two thirty? Two thirty. Um, so which is stupid, but I, I mean, <laughs> I'm glad you acknowledge I that. I do man. acknowledge <laughs> it, but it also works for me. Yeah. And, and I've had people, you know, like I'll, I'll do an update maybe on, on Tuesday or whatever. And it's so good to have my Sunday morning sermon done. Yeah. And it's like 9 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. And somebody's like, what do you do? Like, tell me your secrets. I was like, you get up at 2.30 in the morning, yeah. brew some coffee, and get to work. And they're like, well, tell me about everything else <laughs> other than the 2.30 yeah. part. Like, how do you pull it off? And you don't have to get up at 2.30. But it's finding what is going to be a good rhythm for you, right. because especially in the middle of nowhere, you know that when the crisis happens, that is going to happen. Somebody has wrecked their car on our road. That happens often. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it does. We, there's one way in, one way out. And so there's multiple wrecks daily on that road. It's one of the most dangerous roads in the state. So you have that you know that you can get that call or you can yeah. get that call at, at midnight as we've shared yeah. before with the hospital stuff where you're with the guy that has nearly killed himself yeah. all night and multiple days that week. And so when your ministry is unpredictable and, and not even talking family yet, but when your ministry part is going to be uh, unpredictable, you've got to make that a priority. And so yeah. for me, whether somebody works better at night, I'm just a morning person. Yep. If I didn't have the alarm set off, I'm yep. probably getting up at 3.30 or 4 anyway. Um, but I get up, jump in the Word, and uh, you know my personal devotion time, uh, That's I don't know that we made a big deal about that in the book because we're trying to keep it really simple. Right. But just to those that are listening, uh, be, be careful with the temptation, especially when you're probably bivo or something like that, of, of making your quiet time your sermon prep yeah. or vice versa. Yeah. Um, I get it, and it makes sense, and it's wonderful when your quiet time overflows into yeah. your your sermons, but if you use your sermon prep and all of that as your quiet time, uh, I, f 
I just feel like it's a dangerous combination. Right. I agree. And uh, and so we, I don't think we've really covered that in the book. Yeah. So in part two, we will talk about <laughs> not making your quiet time. No, uh, but but for me, getting up early, I know that if at two thirty in the morning, I can have all of my sermon legwork done, where at least I've got an outline. Yeah where if something goes crazy and I can't fill in some of the rest over the week, that I can just read through the text, read through the commentaries or so yeah. forth. I know that Sunday will be okay. Right. As long as I've got that right. outline. And ultimately, as long as I've got that sermon text ready yeah. and understood, I, I can I can go for it. And, but, and that really goes into your second point, which is read your passage a million times, yes. what you said, right? Yeah. And, and, and we do expect you to count. Right, yeah, like that's right. One million. Yeah. Not, now, now one I think, less, not one more. I think Robbie Gallaty and Stephen Smith say at least 20 times, so, so perhaps that's a bit more of a realistic, but... Well, that's but, why I'm a better preacher than both of them. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. You Rob, already Rob, dared Robbie, me to give like a backside whooping yeah, that's Robbie. <laughs> um, but, but like you said, I mean, you can... Just simply reading the text multiple times and developing an outline um, can go a long way toward your sermon, right? Now, yeah. now, and that's not to say that commentaries aren't important. Of course, they are commentaries, word studies, all those things. But in, on a particularly stressful week, if all you had was the text and your outline of the text, you can preach that, yeah. right? I mean, I'm, we're not we're not advocating for that often, but I mean, let's be honest, especially in rural ministry, sometimes everything falls apart, and that, that may be all that you have. Um, and then the third one, I think, is the most important. Right. Um, know your context and your people. This and, and is my you, favorite and you, story. I say you shared a all, great story. All of ministry is probably what what happened because it was one of the first times that I ever got to preach yeah. back to back. I, you know, been a student pastor, so the every Wednesday type thing. But this was a revival, and I thought I was hot stuff, man. I was going up to you know Kentucky, and we've shared this story before about how you know we had asked to go to either uh, Anaheim or. Orlando so that we could make our trip a adoption celebration yeah. and we ended up in like basically the setting of this book is really I mean middle of nowhere nobody there yeah. there's definitely more people in the cemetery than living in that town and uh, and but I go in and I've got these sermons ready <laughs> they are on fire I've got hundreds on them I was I was ready to go yeah. and uh, and so we had to turn in manuscripts and all that kind of stuff why well, get up and I think it was the very first one. Uh, and I had this big, great illustrations. I'm not a big illustration guy, but I had this wonderful illustration about uh, the the church being like a football team. And everybody has a part to play. And, and, uh, and you know, we work together. And as long as everybody's on the same page, has a better chance of winning. One person gets out yeah. of line or whatever, it's a little more difficult to win. And then you act, you know, you play like the Cowboys. But <laughs> when when we get ready and people are, are starting to come in, I'm up there in my little suit, one of the only times I've worn a full suit to preach in. I, I'm looking around, and it's just this steady stream of blue. Like, that didn't stick out as, at first. I'm just thinking, it's just coincidence. You know, we're both kind of wearing blue yeah. today. Um, but then I start actually mingling with these people, and I see, like, the basketball earrings on all of them. Or this was their year, I think, of the undefeated streak. Okay. Uh, they ended up, yeah. I think, losing in the... Uh, the final four or something, yeah. but they they made it through the season undefeated. So there were those shirts, and I was like, "And you're in Kentucky yeah. in March, yeah." So March Madness is, is I don't full pay attention month, to, right? to basketball. Yeah. So this isn't this isn't registering, but then it does. I start seeing all the basketball stuff. I start realizing, oh, and I asked Toby, who was uh, the pastor of that church at the time. Uh, I talked to him about it. Said, "Oh yeah, we've got a bunch of Wildcat fans." I was like, "Okay, so that's 
basketball, right? And he said, well, they've got other teams, but that's really the only yeah. one that matters. I said, okay, uh, I, I'll be right back. And I, so I went back to the, uh, his office, and I had my uh, iPad or whatever. So it's, it's PDF, yeah. and I can write on it. And, uh, and so I just put in red, switch to basketball. <laughs> I don't really know basketball very well. <laughs> but I get to that point in the sermon. I've rehearsed it. I mean, because I was nervous, yeah. sweating. I get up there, and I'm like, you know, church, being the body of Christ it's like being a, a basketball team. <laughs> you know, you've, you've got different positions that you've got to play. You know, there's that, uh, the center. And so all of this is on, on the fly. I don't know all of these positions. <laughs> there's like power forward and strong forward, I think. Now. Sure. I, I, you I and I are not like big basketball guys. But I'm like trying to throw it together. Like there's the, the forwards, you know, and then there's, there, there's like the shooting guy. I mean, everybody has their part. To play. And when they're running the plays, playing their part the right way, then the team has a chance to, to win. Like like your Wildcats are getting ready to win the March Madness. Like ending the name of it. You know, it's Final Four or whatever. But, yeah. but anyway, so I, I nailed it, brother. And I flipped it on the fly to know the context there. I didn't yeah. know that going into it. But you got to know your context. And sure. uh, in, not in the book, but along those same lines, was with... Um, one of my preaching classes, I'm preaching in a rural church, and I had the word ain't, and the proof is in the pudding, and when the rubber meets the road, and stuff like that in a manuscript that I turned in, and uh, and I think, I think it was Dr. David Allen, who might be listening to this, it might have been Vern uh, Charette, but either way, they counted me off, because it wasn't <laughs> academic writing, and part of me was mad, I was like, that's my context, but... I was turning it in for a different context. Know so, your context. So you got to know yep. your context. Yeah. So know your people, know know their stories. If you've got a lot of bankers in there, if you've got a lot of teachers yep. in there, you kind of can know some of the illustrations that you can draw from and really hit, hit them yep. right there in the heart. And, and I'm a, I learned this early on in my first pastorate. I was 29 years old. And um, I mean, Michelle and I are, are TV junkies, Netflix junkies. And so um, big into friends. We love The Office. Uh, Parks and Rec. And, and I learned early on um, that, that when you're in a rural context with, with folks primarily in their 60s and up, they don't get references to The Office or to Dumb and Dumber. As, as apt as those illustrations may be, um, they do not connect with your audience. Our people just right? got electricity, so I'm not <laughs> using any of them. But there's, there's a reason we always record this in my office in Alamogordo because we have internet down here. <laughs> but, but for real, and I've done the same thing with uh, when I finally started watching Star Wars and Star mm-hmm. Trek, and it was like life for yeah. me for about a month, and yeah. I just went all in on them. Yeah. I, it was the, um, the uh, now I can't even remember, but the Borg or, or whatever in Star Trek. Oh, okay. Yeah, the little resistance yeah, the little, is yeah, 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 thing. So yeah. I, was, I was ultimately trying to say, you know, the resistance to uh, to the gospels advance and all. You know, and I, I'm like, you know, it's like that line in in Star Trek. Y'all remember, right? Resistance is futile. And then I looked out and it's like <laughs> crickets. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> Help me out, somebody. Oh, you gotta know your people. Goodness. But so some some final thoughts on. Uh, on preaching, what what else would you say is is maybe helpful for those listening in that might be vivo or or just struggling to to not want to just mail it in? Right, and 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 I think we, this is something we've talked about before, um, but uh, both of us will primarily preach through books of the Bible, right? Which 
in, in that case, a lot of the legwork is done for you because you know what your text is going to be the next week. Um, I'll take a week in, or I'll, I'll take some time in December, um, and I'll map out um, my preaching calendar for, for next year. And I'm pretty, I stick to that pretty pretty closely, um, even to the point where if, I'm, if I know I'm going to be gone for a Sunday, we have some guys in our church that can fill in, and I'll just ask them a lot of times to take the text that's, that's right in that series, and, and I'll, I'll be gone, and somebody else will preach that text. Um, so if you've not done that, and, and you're in a rural setting where there's um, you know, a lot of stuff that can happen on the fly, if, if you preach through books of the Bible, um, half the work is done for you already because you know where your where your text is and, and like, so, yeah and <laughs> and so you know you uh, you you have your text and and you read through it and then yeah you know fill in some commentaries and other resources as, as necessary but but if we believe that the word of God is sufficient yeah. um, let's proclaim it like we believe it's sufficient and right? we know the and, gospel right you know so yeah. at, at the end of the day if if you're if it's Saturday night, and, or maybe even Sunday morning, computers crashed and you got nothing. Get up there and walk through the Roman road or something. Yep. Just yep. just hit the gospel. You know the gospel. Yep. Walk through his life, death, burial, resurrection, yep. all of that. That's right. And uh, and and you'll be you'll be fine. But know that we are rooting for you, and and that's one of the reasons that we wrote this book. It is short. It is at times funny, uh, but the the humor is to make a point, and uh, and we really believe it is accessible for all. And, uh, and so we really encourage you to check it out because we do believe in those nowhere places. Yep. They're forgotten by many. Uh, many people use them as stepping stones. Uh, but seeing it as a place where you're just fine with essentially writing a blank check to God and saying, use me here however long you want me to, and just plug in, preach, pray, love, and stay, as uh, we say with North American Mission Board replant team, and, uh, and just trust God. Because he is going to do some amazing work in, through, and like I like to say, in spite of you. Yeah. And so you can find this book on Amazon.com. You can just search for Replanting Rural Churches, or we'll put the link in the... Why did we name it that? Why couldn't it be Replanting Nowhere Churches? Or I can say nowhere. Nowhere Churches. <laughs> but, uh, but we can find it on Amazon, and uh, we'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, but uh, thank you for tuning in. If you like what you heard, leave us a five-star review and uh, find us on Facebook at Not Another Baptist Podcast or, or on Twitter at NAB underscore podcast. Or you can follow some updates about the book uh, at Replanting Rural <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, don't spell it like I say it, but you know how to spell rural. And uh, go for it there. And of course, you can check out NotAnotherBaptistPodcast.com. Now, Kyle, right now... I'm drinking something that has a little something to do with our outro. Why yes. don't you send us out? May your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare, just like the coffee we are drinking as we speak. Amen. God bless y'all. Have a great week. 